Well, hello, everybody. Hi. Hello, Paranormies. Thanks for tuning in today to My Favorite Haunting. I'm Mel. I'm Ames. We're on episode 55. 55, staying alive. Uh, <laughs> actually, the people we're going to talk to are, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of show, Ames. Actually, the people we're going to talk about today are not staying alive. Maybe they're trying to stay alive, but they Maybe. are definitely not alive. That's no. why they're ghosts, and this is a podcast about ghosts and haunted places and spooky things sometimes. Do you think I'm spooky? <laughs> I don't hear an answer. I just hear giggles. <laughs> Nobody down here but <laughs> FBI's most unwanted. <laughs> oh my god, Disney Plus is getting X-Files, but only in the UK. <laughs> Well, that's and not fair. I saw it. I saw it as an ad yesterday, and I got so excited. And and then I realized it was Disney Plus UK, and I was like, oh, I mean, it's on Hulu, which I have, and I have all of the DVDs anyway, mm-hmm. and some of the VHSs. So like, I can watch it literally anytime I want. And I'm still like, but why <laughs> can't our Disney Plus get it? <laughs> anyway, okay, I have I have two things of note to go over yes uh the first one's an ad we don't do ads we're oh. not getting paid for this ad <laughs> except in friendship points um no i'm kidding i'm not at all um I, actually i didn't even check with her first um, but i'm just gonna do it um <laughs> our our good friend tammy uh published her first book which is Yay! super exciting so tammy is an artist she lives in washington state and if you have um the opportunity to check out her art she's really fucking good she's amazing but she just uh published her first book it's called dashboard jesus confessional i was fortunate enough to i mean a bunch of us were fortunate enough to read an earlier version of it and it's so fun it's i mean it's got some sad parts it's a you know it's a how do you call uh not a coming of age story but like a uh i guess like discover a self-discovery kind of journey tale there's road trips there's barbecue the word fuck is dropped copious amounts um (laughs) so it's my kind of story (laughs) but it's really great you guys should check it out dashboard jesus confessionals the instagram for her art is hb sanitarium not sanatorium sanitarium and she's she's really she's really talented um dashboard jesus confessionals by tammy hennessy you can find it on amazon you can download the ebook or uh order a hard copy and when you do that, you should also order your very own dashboard Jesus to put on your dashboard. No. Oh. <laughs> it's like a it's like a bobblehead. Mm-hmm. It's not a bobblehead, it's like a spring thing. So like yeah. you know it like Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Cause it's a thing from the book. Cool. The other thing I wanted to do was apologize for our last episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm laughing, but I'm really like kind of like sad and embarrassed. But it uh there was a lot of noise issues. It was out super late because of noise issues mostly me i think i was very very fidgety and like so i was playing with things on my desk and you i didn't think that i was making noise but you totally hear it uh and so today's plan was to have a fidget spinner or a thinking putty so i can't find my thinking putty anywhere and when i did a sound check earlier with the fidget spinners you could totally hear it come through the microphone no matter what i do (laughs) so um but i'm away from my desk and i have less things to play around with so hopefully you know i'll just play with my fingers and they won't make noise we'll see (laughs) hopefully (laughs) there was also if you heard a cat purring you're not crazy (laughs) so 
someone asked me the other day, was there, is there a cat? Was there a cat nearby? Do I hear purring? And I was like, oh shit. Yeah, you do hear purring actually. Um, <laughs> didn't realize that was getting picked up, but you're welcome. Cause who doesn't like cat purrs? Speaking of cats. <laughs> oh, tell we, me. I think everyone need... always wants to hear about cats. <laughs> I think we need to mount a rescue mission for the cat under the oh. house. Oh no. Is he stuck? Well, where he gets in, um, icicles from the roof drip, and it creates an, a layer of ice, so I don't think he can <gasps> get out. I've been putting food, like we have a trap door to access the crawl space, so I've sure. been putting food down there, and it's been disappearing, so he's eating it. So he's he's good. He's got food. He's got, well, I put some water. But someone's the, eating it. This weekend, <laughs> I keep hearing him meow, so he's he's still there. Yeah, but is he the one eating it, or is there like... I, I think that he's the only thing under there. <laughs> okay, I hope so. I really hope so. Or he's trying to tell you, lady that lives in the house above me, Give there's me a monster food? down here eating my food. I'm so <laughs> hungry. Oh, no. I yeah. mean, can you like kick the ice or break it up or something? I tried, and it worked one time, like, because... Since it's been snowing so much, we can see the tra the fresh tracks every time he gets out. Mm -hmm. But this time, you know, I, I don't think it's working. And this, the hole is small to begin with. So, oh. yeah. And, I'm um, rooting for you, little champ. <laughs> you can make it through the winter. I'm just um, I'm trying to get a hold of people to find out what to do with the cat after we trap it. So I have, like, I called people, but it's just answering machines. So one of them Leave said to send an email. So I send an email to that place, and I'm just waiting back to hear oh, if they okay. have any information. And Did then, you try to Google TNR uh, groups? Trap, neuter, release? Um, I think that's what this one group is, or something okay. along those lines. It's called Mr. Okay. Gray's Strays. So... <laughs> Oh, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, because was, if that's a cat that's accustomed to living outside, like you don't necessarily need to, like you know, adopt him to a family or anything, but or her, but um, that'll they'll keep them, they'll bring them in and like make sure they have their shots, make sure they're spayed or neutered, um, you know, get them all healthy and everything, and then re-release them safely. Yeah, I, I that's. And I'm not sure if it's a neighborhood cat, like, because I've seen this yeah. cat around for a couple of years, at least. Mm -hmm. you and were I the don't... Fam you're the chosen family this winter. <laughs> Apparently. But yeah, so I want him to not, like, stay stuck under there. So we we have right. a live trap. We have, we're hopefully going to get him out this weekend and hopefully have some mm. information on where to, what to do with him after we get him. Oh, well, good luck, little buddy. Yeah, so we got to block that hole up so he doesn't get back under there and get stuck. Well, so nobody gets under there. And yeah, well, that too. Gets stuck or, or creates a home. All right, well, we're not here to talk about cats, even though we kind of are. Uh, we got ghosts to talk about, though, right? Oh, yes, definitely ghosts. Were and we going to do that? I know it's not a ghost cat because I've seen it. <laughs> it has left footprint. Because you've seen it. You've seen a ghost before, though. Okay, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it with its head stuck in the hole, trying to get out one day. Oh, 
and, and then if it I, were a ghost what... cat, it would be able to just float through the wall. <laughs> Maybe it's a residual haunting, and he's just like showing you like what happened to cause his untimely demise. He oh. gets he gets head stuck. Oh no, that's Don't awful. Say I'm things sorry. like I'm that. Not, I'm not. No, I'm 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 not gonna say that again. I'm sorry. <sighs> but you know, have you touched the cat? No, I have not touched the cat. So I mean. You can't prove me wrong yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, he's eating the food. Is he, though? Um, <laughs> I've seen Coco, and you know what? They leave their food out for their ancestors, and the ancestors come and take it. No, that's wrong, because they take the spirit of the food. The actual food stays there. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Argued against myself. <laughs> Prosecution rests. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, let's talk about ghosts. Um, sure. Hey, so I did something new for this one. Um, if you guys hate it, everyone's usually pretty good at letting us know exactly what they hate about us. So if you hate this, you know, don't be shy. Let me know. I'll never do it again. Um, but so there was one one particular location that I had been wanting to do, but I wasn't sure about it because it's not really accessible Mm -hmm. and i'll i'll explain more momentarily um but then in doing research for it this guy actually gets around so i he's he's at he's at a a few different places i guess i picked the two most prominent places uh mostly for time but (laughs) because there's still a lot so instead of doing one location i i did one ghost uh so <laughs> that ghost is the king of, of rock and roll. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm shaking my hips. Um, <laughs> if you didn't get it, it's Elvis. <laughs> I did Elvis. Elvis Presley, <laughs> the singer and actor. So I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm not a huge Elvis fan, but like by any means. I mm-hmm. think growing up, my dad was always a really huge Elvis fan, still well, is. And yeah, that, that probably, <laughs> yeah, and your mom. But I think, like, growing up, it's funny because, like, growing up, he was a Bears fan. So mm-hmm. I'm a Bears fan, right? Chicago Bears football. Yeah. Uh, American football. Not, yeah. Because we have international listeners. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> but Elvis, it's like it did the opposite because I think it was, like, he was everywhere all over the house. His music was always playing. There's pictures. Mm. There's paintings. <laughs> My mom had a a ceramic bust of Elvis. Why does my dad not have that? (laughs) Or something like it. Actually, maybe he does. He actually (laughs) might actually, now that I think about it. But um, so, yeah, it like did the opposite. Like I just, I, I don't want to say I hated him, but as a child, like I, I hated him Mm -hmm. because he was everywhere. He shoved in my face everywhere. Uh, As an adult, I don't, I don't really have an opinion. I don't really care. But regardless, uh, a couple of years ago, actually, oh my gosh, this is back in, Jesus, 2018? So I didn't research my own life. I researched his. Um, <laughs> I had the opportunity. I was in Memphis with, with a couple of friends. We were um, coming f- back from a friend's wedding down south, and we stopped in Memphis for a couple of nights, and we went to Graceland for a day. 
And you definitely need like an entire day to spend there. It's huge. So that was very cool. But Elvis, I don't want to get too deep into his life. I think most of us probably know. So, okay, here's another thing I have to be careful of. This has been brought to my attention a couple of times, actually. <laughs> when when I, I gloss over things because I assume I make the mistake of assuming that they're like within the realm of public knowledge. Um, but it's been brought to my attention that sometimes I say like, oh, we all know this. And no. <laughs> somebody doesn't actually know that. So Elvis had a life, you guys. So if you want more information, I, I highly encourage you to uh, do your own research. Even go visit Graceland when it's safe. Actually, they're open. You can go. Uh, wear a mask. Um, but I'm going to hit on, like, the main bullet points of his life. And I'll probably get sidetracked at some point. But anyways, Elvis Aaron Presley was born January 8th, 1935. That sounds so old <laughs> but wait I that's mean, the same age as my my grandmother mm-hmm. he's 35? like five years younger than my grandmother or no maybe he is the same age as my grandmother yeah 35 yeah that yeah that's the same uh, age as my grandmother wow in Tupelo Mississippi Tupelo Tupelo I don't know uh, I'll own that. I don't know how to say that. Uh, but anyways, uh, did you know that he was a twin? Yes. He had a stillborn twin brother. After, but after that, he was the only kid. So when he was 13, he and his parents uh, moved to Memphis and didn't really do anything, just kind of lived their lives, I guess. Um, <laughs> but nothing, nothing of note. Until uh, 1954, uh, he began recording his first tracks at Sun Studios in memphis um wow with producer sam phillips so i really love how wikipedia worded this next part so i'm going to quote it directly okay so speaking of sam phillips he wanted to bring the sound of african-american music to a wider audience so i thought that that was really cute because it's really just a like more I guess more PC way a little bit more acceptable way to say that they just stole music from black people mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cute. I mean, we all know, like, that's been the subject of controversy, like, forever. But, Mm -hmm. so I just, I thought that wording was adorable. Yeah, he wanted to bring it to a wider audience. You stole black music and gave it to a white guy who shook his hips. But whatever, Mm -hmm. it's fine. You know, he he sounds good. He sold records, so that's a thing. Uh, So, yeah, he started recording in 1954. His first album came out in 1956. He recorded and released five albums and four movies between then and 1958 when he was drafted into the army. So he did two years in the army. He was stationed over in Germany where he met Priscilla. Mm-hmm. How much do you know about that relationship? Because I was enlightened. I, I learned some things. I know she was much younger than him. Oh, yes. And I think it was kind of volatile. I think he, just in general, was a, a pretty volatile kind of guy. There was one, I, I made a note to talk about this, but I didn't actually write it down. Um, but at Graceland, so Graceland is not just, when you go to Graceland, it's not just the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the mansion and all the outbuildings and, like, the property. But then they have, like, a whole, like, row of museums built. So there's one, like, for his cars. There's mm-hmm. one for all his outfits. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, I think that's actually the biggest one. (laughs) But 
there's uh there's one that has like um miscellaneous um it's like archives i guess because they're all just it's all kind of stuff just like in rows like these big like they almost look like big filing cabinets but they all have like um glass fronts so you Mm -hmm. can see inside and it's all just kind of stuff looks like it's just kind of thrown in there and one of the things that's there is a an old television set with a bullet hole in it oh (laughs) and so this is i actually i guess it's kind of actually like a a well-known story but you know i didn't know near most anything about elvis before i went here and so there was like um not a tour guide but uh maybe security. I don't know. Anyways, an employee was standing right there and she saw us looking at the TV. So she came over and started telling us this. She's like, do you know the story behind this? And we were like, no, he hated Robert Goulet for some reason. He just hated him. (laughs) And so the story is he was like watching, I think it was like a late night talk show or something. And Robert Goulet was on and he got so pissed. He picked up his 357 and shot the fucking TV. Wow. But, I mean, that's the kind of, like, he was very hot-headed mm-hmm. and very particular. There's So there's an interview that I read with Priscilla, and she references, she kind of gets to the point where she's kind of like, if people want to know, tell them to read my book. So she wrote a book, Elvis and Me, in 1985. So I'm going to direct anyone who wants more information about this there. Get it straight from the source. Mm-hmm. Because depending on what you read versions kind of vary i do feel like the information that i got directly from her was a little bit glossed over maybe a little bit romanticized and the interviewer acknowledges she still seems very much in love with elvis Mm -hmm. and i kind of got certain impressions but you know i've never met these people i don't know these people i don't want to make assumptions Mm -hmm. uh draw your own conclusions i know what i think (laughs) so exactly how this relationship got started stories vary uh i'm gonna try and keep it short but you know like the last episode when you were talking about um pedek with his 14 year old wife Mm -hmm. and like that's the first thing i thought of when i (laughs) when i started reading this i was like oh here we go so uh priscilla's stepdad was in the army Mm -hmm. so they were stationed over at the same base that elvis was in germany in 1959 uh, she was 14 and he was 24 yeah i mean if it was even 10 years later it wouldn't be that big of a deal but 14 yeah but one account goes uh the way they met was a family friend couple and actually it sounds like it was actually the hustle so the way i got the visual from reading this was that the husband of the family friend couple approached priscilla and said oh do you want to meet elvis presley i'm good friends with him i can introduce you Mm because he was like he i forget what his rank was but he was like a a higher up kind of guy on the base so of course like elvis would be under and elvis was already like a huge celebrity so you know he got like he got drafted but you know he got like the special treatment the celebrity treatment like so the impression that I got was he just, like, walks up to her and is like, oh, yeah, you want to meet Elvis? I'll introduce you. And then, like, basically, like, pimped her out to him. Like, I, I'm sure that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to believe that's not how it happened. But that's the visual. That's totally the visual I got. Like, it really came across to me. Like, he was trying to, like, set them up, like, as, like, a like on a blind date or something. Like, my friends used to do that to me in college. Not when I was 14. <laughs> Yeah. With a, a grown-ass adult coming to 14-year-old me, oh, come meet my other grown-ass adult friend and hang out. But it's Elvis. I mean, 
you know, when we were 14, if somebody came up to us and was like, oh, do you want to meet Brian from the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, oh, we were older than 14 by then, but what's his name? Why can't I think of his name? Ramen Hair. Oh, my God. Justin Timberlake. Oh. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. What ramen is wrong hair. with my brain? <laughs> Remember his ramen hair? His, <laughs> back in, like, 2000, 2001? Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but now that you say it, Yeah. <laughs> It's his Roman hair. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, however it went down, Priscilla ended up going over to this couple's house uh, without her parents. And uh, they introduced her to Elvis Presley. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I think they went over to Elvis's house, actually. He was out in the, like, 40 minutes, a 40-minute drive from the base or something like that. And they hung out. And then he was immediately smitten with her. And then, of course, she was – because – She's 14 and it's fucking Elvis Presley. Um, mm-hmm. So why wouldn't she be? But I mean, I also get the feeling that Elvis was kind of mentally young. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like he's not looking at it as like a, I'm 10 years older than her. He's like I feel like he his brain might have been still kind of stuck around like late teenage years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, think not that, not that that's an excuse, but <laughs> no, but, but I think that happens sometimes with people that get famous when they're young. Oh, absolutely. They get stuck in oh, that. Oh, for like, sure. You're, st- you, you're emotionally stunted. Yeah. And then you're, there's like, cause you're taken out of reality. There's like a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Oh, this could be so fascinating to talk about, but that's not why we're here. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have to remind myself. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about ghosts. So. But whatever, the entire rest of his time in Germany, they spent a lot of time together. And she, again, it's a little bit gray about how this happens, but she ends up following him back to Memphis when his tour is up and moved in with him at 14. Mm. Um, However, this is why it's gray, because we don't know what happened between then and 1967 when they got married, when she was... um, 22 and throughout that elvis had public girlfriends you know like he dated he was seen dating other celebrities models actresses but kind of knowing how showbiz works Mm -hmm. like were they showmances was there anything real to them were they like just for you know to have somebody on your arm when you're going to events kind of thing yeah but i mean who knows like that that relationship was behind closed doors and yeah i guess for more information read her book because we're not here to delve into what may or may not have happened um, mm-hmm. between that. But just to give you a little bit of insight, like I, I felt that that was a little bit of uh, important information to piece together his character. And she does admit to, in this interview, she she does admit to um, him being a bit particular and controlling and kind of hot-headed. But then she's she kind of, that's not what we're here to talk about. I want to talk about the music. Like he's been dead for, you know, 40 years. Like mm-hmm. let him be. Anyway, she saw him in concert for the first time in 1968. Can't imagine dating. I mean, he didn't. It was his first concert in I think like seven years. Mm-hmm. So, but still, like I can't imagine dating like a rock and roll superstar and never seeing them in concert. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah, I want to see you perform. But anyway, she was like so blown away at how amazing he was. She's like, I had no idea. <laughs> um, but And that was not long after giving birth to their daughter, Lisa Marie. And then they ended up divorcing in 1971. And again, 
it's not it's a little bit um there are different versions of this one account said that they didn't really like break up but he divorced her like on paper like legally for um privacy and safety for her and lisa marie like Mm. to keep them like out of like the public eye yeah so like that i yeah sure and a relationship for that i guess Mm -hmm. but regardless they remained at the very least amicable but by by most accounts they they stayed close friends and they co-parented uh lisa marie together until he died but anyways back to backtrack on uh focus more on elvis again when he came back from his tour in germany he went right back to work making music but he wanted to focus more on films which he uh reportedly absolutely hated and thought were all trash Mm because he wanted to be a real actor Mm -hmm. quote unquote like a like a dramatic actor and and essentially he's making movies to advertise his albums to sell the movies (laughs) you see how that like in a circle yeah like they made the movies to sell the albums and then the albums to sell the movies. So um, how they like interconnect like that. Uh, so that 1968 performance, that was the first time he performed live in seven years. And it sparked an extended run in Vegas and several successful tours. Uh, the International Hotel, now known as the Westgate Hotel, it's right off the strip. We're going to talk more about it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it opened on July 2nd, 1969, and Elvis had his first show there less than a month later on July 31st, and that began his seven-year stay performing at that hotel, 837 consecutive shows. Wow. And that includes 636 consecutively sold out. Wow. So within that 837 run, 636 of those shows back-to-back-to-back-to-back were all sold out. That's crazy. Um, I know. Uh, Throughout all of this, he struggled with prescription drug abuse Mm. and fried banana sandwiches. (laughs) He died at Graceland in 1977 at the age of 42. And I think we all kind of know the circumstances surrounding his death. And if you don't, I'm not going to explain it now. Google it. (laughs) Uh, He was initial. And I, you know, I hate when I ask somebody something and then they tell me like, you know, do your own research, Google it yourself. But for for this if you really want to you can dm me or text me if you have my number and i'll tell you (laughs) but i'm not gonna go over it here he was initially laid to rest next to his mother gladys but um some uh some rather avid fans were caught attempting to dig up his grave to steal his corpse to hold for ransom so maybe they weren't fans maybe they were just money hungry but um yeah, they they tried to rob his grave to to hold his corpse for like that's awful. I'm sure like the jewelry or something I could see because I'm sure he was buried with rings and stuff. Mm-hmm. He always had those rings. The dude is decomposing. What really? What? I hope they had like a big freezer that they planned to put. Obviously, that didn't happen. They were caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, to be on the safe side, both he and his mother were moved. Uh, and and reinterred at Graceland, and his grandmother Minnie, who died shortly after, um, and then his father Vernon, I think he died maybe like a year or so later. Um, they each uh, were interred with them uh, in the same location, and it's like this—it's this really nice little uh, 
fountain area in the backyard behind the pool. Mm-hmm. And it's got all of their, they're not headstones. They're like those big, um, those big like metal, like bronze markers. And there's like an eternal flame and all this. It's cool. You can see pictures online. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I could, hey, I could post my own pictures this time. <laughs> Uh, and in doing this research, I went back through my pictures to see if maybe I'd caught anything. And I found that I first took a lot less pictures than I thought I had. And uh, <laughs> I, I did not catch anything. So anyway, so that's Elvis. So the first stop on our tour is Graceland. So neither of these places, I, so I picked two places to do, Graceland and the International Hotel. Uh, neither of them have really a ton of relevant history. It's all about the, it's all about. I was going to say it's all about the ghosts, but it's really all about one ghost. So Graceland, the name, it actually refers to the entire property, um, 46 acres of it. It was named for one-time owner Grace, the land of Grace, Grace's land. The, there, was no, uh, there was no mansion on it until 1939. Uh, Thomas and Ruth Moore, uh, I believe Ruth actually inherited the property from Grace, was her niece. And so she and her husband, Dr. Thomas... Uh, had they built the mansion mm-hmm. in 1939 and then Elvis purchased the property in 1957 so 46 acres and then the mansion was 10,000 square feet um, according to biography.com he paid 105,500 which in today's money is 11 trillion no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> I actually was surprised do you care to take any uh, guesses on what it is in today's money Hundred and five thousand five hundred. Ten thousand square feet, forty six acres. One point five million. You're not too far off. Nine hundred and twenty four thousand. So just shy of a million. But interesting. Which is super because like they did the biography dot com did the conversion. Um, Well, that was an article in 2017. So I mean, you know, maybe it is 11 trillion now because I'm pretty sure our (laughs) dollar is has the value has dropped. But I was surprised. 10,000 square foot mansion and 46 acres of land. I mean, for less than a million, that's still a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. He obviously did a lot of adding and expanding and renovating and that the famous jungle room, that's an add on. So like (laughs) when you walk by it, you can tell it's an add on because the exterior siding is still on the outside of the kitchen. <laughs> so like you walk through the kitchen and then you turn and it's like this little hallway that goes right past the jungle room and there's like this little half wall um that separates the walkway mm-hmm. from the room and uh and like as you walk down the hall the siding the outdoor siding from the exterior wall is still there so you can tell it's an addition like i don't know it's just i don't know it's cool it's <laughs> the house itself is so fucking cool though like it, it doesn't, it feels very, home, like, it feels like you walk in the front door and, like, I immediately got the impression that somebody was about to come down the stairs to greet us. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because nobody is allowed upstairs, which <laughs> is why, like, I, w- I would love to investigate here. Um, mm-hmm. But the second floor, that's where the master suite is. That's where he died. It's all off limits. So investigating there is probably, I'm pretty sure nobody ever has. Um, I couldn't find any accounting of it. Um, and it, it, it's likely that that's, that will never happen. The way it's preserved is very much, um, like the intent was to preserve it as is. So mm-hmm. it really does look like, and allegedly the, I mean, we'll never know because nobody can go up there except for staff and, um, Priscilla and I think Lisa Marie, I mean, obviously they, I, 
Lisa Marie is the owner now, I'm pretty sure. And they mm-hmm. still do um, family, like, holiday dinners there. Like, they, they'll close it and, like, family will show up and they'll, they'll eat, like, a family dinner, like, in the dining room. Like, a holiday Aww. dinner, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. Yeah, like, super cool. Even to not investigate, I would still love to just, like, and you kind of, it's, it's a mostly self-guided tour. You get, like, an audio thing to listen to. Mm-hmm. So you can take your time through it and everything. But, man, I would love to get in that house and just, like, inspect everything. Because, like, the rooms and stuff are blocked off. So you can't, like, go in and touch stuff. Yeah. Um, but it really, like, and a lot of it, it reminds me of my grandparents' house. Because <laughs> it's, like, a time capsule from, like, the 70s, right? Because yeah. everything looks just the way it did when he died. Um, I mean, obviously, like, they clean, they dust and vacuum and stuff. Like, you can see the vacuum marks in the carpet. and But, like, a lot of, like, the setup and, and, and the colors and everything, it's, like, that era, which is, like, where my grandparents' house was frozen, too. So, mm-hmm. it just, like, I'm sure that's where that feeling comes from. But, like, it just, it feels like a home. It doesn't feel like you've walked into a museum. It feels like you've walked into somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, around somewhere. They're going to pop out at any time just to be, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> so, not, not, like those like 1800 homes that like are museums so different no and that. that's exactly the comparison that i made in my head too was this doesn't feel like the genesee village country village and museum mm-hmm. it feels like i'm in somebody's house and i i need to take off my shoes yeah <laughs> um which actually i just i just thought of something um that I'm about to mention in another minute. So, I mean, maybe keep that in mind. Um, that feeling of somebody's about to, like, you know, pop out and greet us <laughs> and tell us to take off our shoes. Um, but before that, I'm going to knock out all the history at once. So then the International Hotel, the history of this hotel. So it's currently called the Westgate. Um, I think it's still owned by Hilton. Um, but when it was built, it was the International Hotel. And it opened on July 2nd, 1969. Before the hotel was there, the land was an old, defunct racetrack. <laughs> when the hotel opened, at the time, it was the tallest building and largest hotel in Nevada. So tallest building in Nevada and largest hotel in Nevada. <laughs> Elvis had a suite at the hotel for his seven-year run. So he mm-hmm. basically, he lived there for the seven years that he was performing there. Um, and he decorated a lot of it like himself. I mean, I'm sure he didn't actually physically decorate it himself, but like he <laughs> picked everything out Yeah. and the bedroom was done in a red, black and chrome wallpaper. Oh, wow. Yeah. It makes me a little nauseous. The suite was remodeled <laughs> and expanded back in 1995. It looks nothing like it did when he stayed there. It now it looks like, it looks like a museum. It's like all marble and there's columns and everything's all fancy. Like mm-hmm. looks like you can't sit on the chairs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. KSNV Las Vegas did a spot on Westgate. You know, Halloween, all the local news outlets got to jump on the bandwagon. And, oh, look, did you know that this place was haunted? Did you know that that place was haunted? Blah, blah, blah. So it was one of those spots. But they did a pretty good job. They found um, – they interviewed actually uh, an employee – He was, like, I think he said he was just, like, 21 or 22 when he was working there. And he was stocking, like, the the bar Mm -hmm. in Elvis's suite. And I guess, like, Elvis wasn't supposed to be there. But he came back earlier or something. And, like, the guy, like, heard a noise and turned around. And then there was Elvis. And Elvis was like, what's up, guy? And he's like, (laughs) I'm Elvis. And then the guy was like, I'm I'm so sorry. I forgot his name. Um, But he, like, introduced himself. And then he ended up being, like, Elvis's personal, like, like helper dude, hotel helper dude. <laughs> anyway, so he kind of like showed them, like he brought them up to the suite and kind of showed them like 
well, when Elvis lived here, like, this was over here and that was over there. And actually, like, this part wasn't part of the suite at that time. And um, But they ended up, they found an, a video on YouTube of the suite that was from the 80s. Ooh. But it still looked like how it would have looked when Elvis stayed there. And it looks like, again, it looks like somebody's home. Like, it's it's very it looks very cozy and homey. There's shutters on the windows. They look like... Like, from the inside, like, if you didn't know you were in a hotel, it looks like you're in somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And again, it reminded me of my grandparents' house. And I think specifically mm-hmm. that was the, the shutters on the windows looked like my grandparents' shutters in the living room. Because they're the interior kind of shutters. Uh-huh. But now it's, like, all, like, it looks cold and sterile and fancy and expensive. And, like, it looks like you're going to sleep in a museum. Like, I still want to go and see it just because it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I could sleep comfortably in there. I don't know. It just, I don't know. So that suite, like, you can stay there. I'm sure it's hella expensive. I can't get a rate on it online. You have to call them to be like, oh, I want to stay in the – it's called the Tuscany Villa now. But if you say the Elvis suite, like, they'll know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, That means it's expensive. (laughs) It's very – yes. Yes. Very expensive. This is why God invented credit cards, though, with uh, rewards points. (laughs) Please don't put yourself into crippling credit card debt just to stay in the Elvis suite for a night. Please don't do that. <laughs> the hotel also, it currently has a, uh, like a big statue of Elvis in the lobby. But the other thing that they did to kind of honor him was they're so backstage, but like just off stage, like, you know where you stand when you're waiting for your cue to go on, like just off to the Mm -hmm. side right there there was one specific spot that he always stood in same spot every night before every show he would stand there and say a prayer before going out so that floor has been like remodeled and replaced and everything except for that one square of wood floor and you can tell like it's a it's a noticeable difference between um that and like the regular floor now Mm -hmm. and it's just like the square of like wood so i thought that was cool um, also could contribute to uh, his spirit hanging around. Other than that, there's not too much to report on this hotel, except in 1981, there was a deadly fire. Ooh. It's always fire, I feel like. A busboy who was under the influence of drugs, says Wikipedia, set fire to a curtain on the eighth floor. And then in less than half an hour, it had spread to the outside of the building and up to the roof. Ooh. Eight people died. Uh, about 350 were injured, and that includes 48 firefighters. And Natalie Cole, who was there and was treated for smoke inhalation. Wow. The following year, the busboy was convicted of arson and murder, sentenced to life in prison. Hilton had to pay out $23 million in settlements to victims and their families. And this came just a few months after another huge fire at the MGM Grand. Uh, so this got the ball rolling on, uh, like, the two fires combined on um, major fire safety changes for the state. So mm. it's always fires, man. Yeah. So that's my history. So now the, the good stuff, the juicy stuff. So first, it's Graceland has never been paranormally investigated. And I don't, you know, like, the property is still in the family. And I'm sure that that's not something that they want to happen in there Mm -hmm. so really all i have are personal accounts but there's some there's some good personal accounts so and if you do a google search man you will get 
yourself a wealth of, I caught a picture of Elvis at Graceland. There's a ton of them, you guys. Like there's, mm-hmm. I sent you one mm-hmm. to look at, to be like, do you see this? And I kind of did, but I had to, f- we'll get there. Um, <laughs> anyways, so we'll start out again with Graceland. So the first thing is that sightings of Elvis's ghost, they tend to increase around his birthday and his death day. And is that like a subconscious thing? Is that people like, oh, it's his birthday. He must be here. Or is it like an actual, you know, correlation? Who knows? You decide. You go and visit and you decide. So our general recurring claims are doors shut and open on their own. And these are from employees. These claims are from employees that work Mm -hmm. there. So doors closing and opening on their own. Toilets flush when no one is using the bathroom. Um, (laughs) Let me tell you. visitors can't use those i don't actually i don't even remember seeing a bathroom (laughs) i mean obviously there's the one upstairs where he he passed but like the rest of the house i don't remember seeing a bathroom anywhere and i Hmm. feel like that's something i would have taken a picture of (laughs) because i would have you know all this definitely took a shit here the king on his porcelain throne (laughs) i mean how could i pass up that post right like that would have been on instagram 10 seconds later with that pun anyway i'm the only one that thinks my puns are funny anyway it doesn't matter so the uh voices are heard when nobody is around so like the house is empty and they're in there like cleaning or or whatever and they'll hear voices and then both employees and visitors have claimed to see shadow people around the property as well in 1988 for several days in a row Specifically 1988. Okay, so this was the thing I said before. I was like, oh, I just realized something. Like, keep this in mind later. Although I didn't see anything. So it was just a feeling. Um, But in 1988, for several days in a row, nine different visitors recounted the same story, like at different times. Mm -hmm. A young Elvis came up behind them on the tour and asked, what are you doing in my home? (laughs) A few people thought at first that it was an actor dressed as Elvis, because why wouldn't you? Right? Yeah. That would, of course, be your first assumption. If Elvis can marry you in Vegas, Elvis can ask why you're in his house. But a few others said that they could see right through him, like off the bat. And then he disappeared. Mm. Singing has been heard in the house and also coming from upstairs where nobody is allowed to go. And most people hear it and assume that it's there's like speakers somewhere, which of course mm-hmm. you would. Um, but uh, But that's not a thing. <laughs> they don't pump music into the house. Yeah. And then also some uh, people have reported apparitions of Elvis and his mother walking toward the front gate, like down the driveway toward the front gate. And then once they reach the gate, they both disappear. Hmm. So YouTube user Chef Des, he's from British Columbia, Canada. He's got a whole video on YouTube and he's the, this is the only one that I'm, this is the only like. I got a picture of Elvis that I'm going to talk about because there's a ton of them. And this is the one I sent it to you to get your opinion because mm-hmm. he, I don't want to take it like hearing his story. I don't want to take away from his experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it is a weird, it, it could be like a lens flare or something like a reflection from the, if he took the picture from a car, it could be a reflection of a window, but there's something that if you stare long enough at it, hard enough at it you see a face Mm -hmm. i had to fight to see it but i did eventually i don't know that it was elvis's face but i definitely could see a face yeah 
And what did you see? I saw, it looked like, to me, it looked like, <laughs> looked like Mulder in a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> David Duchovny? Yeah, David Duchovny. Yeah. So, so. But, but like from an episode of X-Files, like, I googled Mulder and sunglasses, and it came up, like. I mean, it's a dude in sunglasses either way, right? So, because mm-hmm. I saw glasses too. But it's like, how different are those faces in sunglasses in an image that's kind of like blurry and distorted? Yeah, I don't. Dis- yeah, yeah, not blurry, know. distorted. That's the right word. But that's well, what I'm saying. Like, it still could. It still could be. Like, it just looks like because it's not a clear picture of a face. It's like the shape of a face yeah. formed in the light. But there's a ton of cases like that. And then actress Paz de la Huerta. I googled it, you guys. Don't come down on me for this. Z's in Spanish. Throw me, man. So you can see her in, like, The Cider House Rules, Midsummer Night's Dream, A Walk to Remember. She's been on Law and Order, The Practice. Like, she's been in a ton of stuff. But uh, she gave an interview to New York Times Magazine in 2011. And she tells the story of visiting Graceland, specifically the recording studio out back. She says she felt Elvis's presence. She claims to have then felt Elvis's spirit go through her body, giving her an orgasm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I'm, unfa- I'm unfamiliar with this person. I don't know much about her, mm-hmm. but it looks like she has kind of a reputation for, for saying some off the wall stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. But I also wondered, I'm like, oh, does she know our friends from, um, what I think one was from Australia, right? And one was from somewhere in the UK, Scotland or Ireland, maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that married, they ended up getting married. The one was giving her like, what didn't the one, she took him on a plane. Yeah. Brought him to home take him somehow. home. Or she brought him <laughs> home on a plane. Like, yeah. And she have to buy a ticket. So I'm wondering if she knows about those people. Um, maybe they're all friends. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> but that's her story. I'm not here to tell her that's not what happened. I wasn't there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Elvis gave her a, a posthumous orgasm, I guess. So that's Graceland. If you're going to go to Graceland, I would say go around his birthday or his death day and pay special attention to what you hear and feel in the house. If you hear music playing, it might be a ghost. <laughs> Keep an eye on those front gates. See if you see anybody walking down towards there. The International Hotel. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start us off with a story. <laughs> start us off with a good story. In 2018, so his writer name is Blackjack Fletcher. I get the feeling Blackjack might not be his birth name, but <laughs> he's he's a sports reporter for ActionNetwork.com, mm-hmm. and uh, that's his byline. So okay. <laughs> that's the name I'm going with. He was covering the Stanley Cup Finals in Vegas uh, for the the website, and he stayed at Westgate. And he is a self-proclaimed, quote-unquote, not a ghost guy. <laughs> but after his experience, um, I'm thinking he's a, he, he might be a bit more open-minded now. So it's like he's been there for a few nights and he's been tired. It's been a slow day. So he's just been chilling and, and strolling all day. Not, I don't, like, it didn't sound like he had work to do that day. So he just kind of, like, took a day to himself to, like, hang out and be chill. So it's the, you know, it's the end of the night and he's going to bed and... Uh, he's doing his nighttime routine that he has done every night that he's been there so far, which is to go around, turn off all the lights, plug in his cell phone. So, okay, the cell phone's kind of important because, so there's two beds in the room and the closest, he likes the bed next to the window. 
So mm-hmm. the closest outlet to that is on the other side of the other bed, like oh, at the foot of the okay. other bed. Yeah, like, I don't know. That's weird. Usually there's one, like, on the nightstand in between the beds, but I guess there wasn't for some reason. So he's plugged his phone in to the wall over there. Like, every night that he's been there, it's never been a problem. He sets the phone on the bed, goes to sleep in his bed, and it's it's been fine. So all of a sudden this night, he does his his regular routine, turns off all the lights because... He he likes natural light. He likes to wake up with the sunlight. And so he turns off all the lights in the room. Phone's plugged in. Lights are off. He goes to sleep. Sometime later, he's awakened to some kind of, like, thud or bang or something, mm-hmm. which turned out to be his phone bouncing off the wall and landing on the floor. Oh, nice. Um, and remember, it's on the other bed, so it's not like he kicked it in his sleep or something. Mm-hmm. Um, So he's, like, kind of sleep drunk a little bit still, and he's, like, you know, what the fuck? I just want to go back to sleep. So he gets up and goes to pick up the phone, and that's when he realizes the bathroom lights are on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now he's starting to think, okay, something's weird. But he's fucking tired, man. So he just turns off the lights, brings the, like, unplugs the phone, brings it over to the nightstand by his bed, goes back to sleep. Until he's awakened again by his phone falling onto the floor. (laughs) <laughs> so now he's like okay fuck this i'm just gonna hold on to the phone while i sleep then it's not gonna go anywhere from holding it <laughs> i would probably do that too i know but just the thought process like i know it's just like it's not gonna go anywhere if i hold on to it famous last words because then he's awakened again <laughs> but this time it's not he he doesn't know what woke him up he doesn't think it was a sound or anything he just like wakes up mm-hmm um, and he f- has the feeling that something's off and then he looks up and there's this like kind of like artsy, like negative space portrait of um, Marilyn Monroe that's been hanging on the wall across from his bed. Mm-hmm. So he looks up at it and now he swears it's not Marilyn Monroe. It's Elvis in his white leisure, his white jumpsuit from the Aloha Hawaii show. Okay. So now he's like, oh, my God. And, like, he blinks and looks away and looks back. And, like, he can't, like, because, you know, sometimes you look at something and it's something else for a second. And then your Mm -hmm. eyes focus and you're like, oh, that's not what it is at all. So, like, I guess he was thinking it was something like that. So he's, like, blinking his eyes. He's looking away and looking back at it. It's not changing. It's Elvis. It's Elvis in his white jumpsuit. So, and we all know the one he's talking about, right? Maybe not everybody. But you and I know the one that he's talking about, that famous (laughs) white one. Yeah. His, His chubby days. He's like, okay, I have to take a picture of this. This, That'll be the best thing that I can do. And then either the picture of it will show me that I'm crazy or I'll have evidence that this fucking portrait of Marilyn Monroe turned into Elvis while I was asleep. (laughs) So he goes to take a picture, except his phone is no longer in his hands. It is, guesses? On the floor? On the other bed. On the floor. It's on the floor. (laughs) So he gets out of bed, picks up the phone, turns around to take the picture, and... It's Marilyn Monroe. Elvis had left the building. <laughs> or did he? I don't know. Um, so I sent you this picture mm-hmm. of Marilyn Monroe before we got on the call. Because um, I'm, I'm, like, trying to, like, make my eyes, like, focus or cross or something to try to see what he might have seen. And I can't mm-hmm. make my eyes do it. Can you see? Because the way it is, it's not a photo. It's like, um, I don't want to call it, like, a drawing. But it's like a negative space kind of thing lithograph maybe i don't know 
but it's it's like the whole thing is black but then she's just like it's not color she's just white except for her lips are red to get that pop of color but there's no Mm -hmm. um but when i say negative space it's like they painted the black like around her yeah which i'm sure is not how it was made but anyway we're babbling too long about this but um but it's it's ambiguous enough to almost give the impression of it's that it's one of those things that could be, you know, like the old lady and the young lady, depending yeah. on how you shift your eyes, mm-hmm. like one of those. Th- so I was thinking it was like one of those things. And, um, but I can't, like, I can't see, I can't make my eyes pick out like a shape that might be no that, but it's also like a shoulder up thing for her. So I don't know how he was, he seeing a full figure of Elvis. Was he seeing like a shoulder up version of him as well? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He didn't specify. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see it as like Elvis is hidden in the portrait. It doesn't look like it's that. So, um, which yeah, is sure. <laughs> more evidence in favor of uh, Black Jack Fletcher <laughs> and his experience. So, but I mean, like the phone flying off the bed, like on the other bed, you know what I mean? Like, okay, mm-hmm. you're holding your phone in your hand. Maybe you turned over in your sleep and dropped it. Like, yeah. I do weird shit in my sleep all the time. So, like, I text people <laughs> in my sleep. So, if I can text people in my sleep, you can drop your phone. Um, but when it's on the other bed, like, across the room and, like, it, like, thunking against the wall wakes you up, like, that's not. Yeah. You know, and then the bathroom light was on. And, like, he knows for a fact he shut it off because he doesn't sleep with lights on. That's crazy. Yeah. So I thought that was a fun story. Um, And then I've got another celebrity sighting. So this comes from an article from uh, KTNV. An account was recounted from Wayne Newton. I heard that as I said it. From Wayne (laughs) Newton. Shortly after. So Wayne Newton and Elvis Presley were friends. Uh, Shortly after Elvis passed. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Uh, Makes sense, though. Shortly after Elvis passed, uh, Wayne Newton got a call from Westgate looking for somebody to fill up that performance void that the... Mm that Elvis had left. Um, so Wayne was hesitant because they'd been friends. So he, you know, didn't want to be like, well, I'm profiting off of my friend's death. It's kind of fucked up, you know, yeah. like, like if I died and somebody called you to ask from Westgate to ask, like, can you come and perform shows every night on the stage? Because, you know, like, would you take my spot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've never, perf- no. <laughs> yeah, I've never performed at the Westgate hotel. Nobody would be calling you to take anything. <laughs> over from me so anyway yeah I, I get it that yeah that sounds that's weird um but ultimately he accepted and mm-hmm. he tried to use it as a way to kind of make a tribute for elvis so mm-hmm. he and his band director worked um to put together like an elvis medley to like honor his friends mm-hmm. and 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 the stage like taking over that stage from him before a show one night and it's the first show that he's going to perform this medley. So they tell Newton that the balcony is going to be closed. So this isn't abnormal. They they usually tell um, if there's going to be a big section with no people, they'll tell performers because with all those lights shining in your face, you're essentially looking out into a black void. Like you can't see anything. Like mm-hmm. if you didn't hear the crowd, you might think you were just performing to an empty room. So yeah. they don't, if they're going to close off the balcony, they don't want him performing to a crowd that's not up there yeah (laughs) right like keep your focus on the people who are actually here down on the i don't know 
floor. The theater science. Yeah, the floor <laughs> seats, I guess. I was going to say mezzanine, but that's not. The mezzanine is up. Anyway, so the balcony is supposed to be empty, so okay, no big deal. It's like the middle of the show, and they start the 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 medley, the the tribute, whatever. And it's the first time that ever that they're playing it for an audience. So while Newton is singing, every single light in the theater fell. Oh. Except one. Do you care to take a guess at which light stayed up? Uh, <laughs> something about the balcony? It's an important one. No. Oh, the one that's a spotlight him? The one's right on him? Yes. Yes. The spotlight trained on Wayne Newton is the only light that stayed up. And so when they say every light in the theater fell, I couldn't get more specifics on that. So I don't know if that means like, because I have to think like if they're falling from the ceiling, there's people in that crowd, like somebody got hit mm-hmm. or something, right? So, but they kept playing. So I don't think anybody was injured, but I couldn't get more information on it. Anyway, so the one light still trained on Wayne Newton. It's the only light still up and on. And, but the band kept playing. So Wayne kept singing. <laughs> so he's like, as long as the band's going to keep playing, I'm going to keep singing. Meanwhile, the band is probably like, oh, shit, did you see that? Well, he's still singing, so we should keep playing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as they're playing this medley, he looks up because now most of the lights are off, right? Except that one. So he can kind of see around. So he, like, glances up to the balcony, and he sees a lone figure standing up there. And... Whoever is up there is, you know, like watching, like looking down at him as he's looking more, I guess his eyes are adjusting and he's like, holy shit, it's my, it's my good friend Elvis up on Mm -hmm. the balcony watching me perform. But regardless, he, he thought it was Elvis and he said that he looked at him with, he looked at peace and he was looking at him with kind of like a sense of approval. And he got the sense of like, Elvis was telling him like, okay, you can have my spot. Mm -hmm. Like approving. I thought that Mm -hmm. was sweet. Yeah. In 2019, Hannah Kalila, I'm so sorry if I said that wrong, amateur ghost hunter and also online article writer um, for the Reno Gazette Journal, she did an article about um, haunted places in Vegas. So she and a a friend visited a bunch of different places with low budget uh, ghost hunting. So like they used like apps that they downloaded to their phones for like EMF and recording and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about like, is my phone an EMF meter? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how those apps work. Mm-hmm. Um, like the ghost app, like the ghost radar app, like that's not real. That's just, uh, that's for fun. But like there's EMF apps that I'm like, I don't know. Can my phone read EMF? Well, if my phone is constantly giving off high levels of EMF, can it be an effective EMF meter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. But I was going to say like it can be a compass because it has some kind of magnetic something in it, so it can Mm -hmm. do that. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it relies on something along those lines to work. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I thought it was a compass because it could read, like, GPS. Look, I don't know how – I don't know cell phone science. I I don't know how that shit works. I turn it on, and it does stuff. (laughs) And usually it doesn't do stuff that I'm telling it to do, so. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, but that's what they did – They, one of their stops was the Westgate and really all they did was like EVP and EMF like in public places. So one of the places Elvis has been reported 
being seen as the elevators. So they rode the elevators up and down with EMF going <laughs> and 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 doing EVPs. So they didn't really get a whole lot, but they did get one response and you can hear it. She put the she embedded the sound clips into her article. So you can listen to it for yourself. Maybe somebody else can pick it out. There's one segment that she asks who they're talking to. And it's, they're the only two in the elevator and it's not, you can't, I can't make out what it's saying, but it sounds like a male voice does respond. Hmm. So that's something. Um, and then other places around the hotel that Elvis has been seen include the casino floor, the hallways of the upper floors, and of course the Tuscany Villa, AKA the Elvis suite where he lived for seven years. There have also been a multitude of reports of him. So he used to have his own like little private secret entrance (laughs) um, to the hotel. It was like a little, um, it was a private driveway next to the Mm. hotel. And he would like pull around to the back to like, you know, his private entrance. And, um, but it has since been uh, blocked off. There's like a concrete wall that runs there now. And I Mm. guess it doesn't even look like that there was a driveway there. But um, a lot of people, many I would even say most of whom probably um, were not aware that there used to be a driveway there, have reported seeing Elvis pull up front of the hotel in his Cadillac, in his famous Cadillac, um, and then turn into that driveway and then drive right through the wall. Wow. Mm -hmm. He's also been spotted um, in front of the hotel um, in his army uniform, Hmm. which I don't, he was long out of the army by the time that hotel was even built. So I don't know what that's about, but I mean, I don't know. Just maybe because he loves Vegas so much. So like all incarnations of him are just all over. Um, There are more places. There were some in LA, I believe also, but they weren't as juicy as these two. So I just did these two. um, And I don't know. Let me know how this format worked for you guys. I'm unsure about it, but I really wanted to cover Elvis. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I really sure. wanted to cover Graceland and I think I really just want to cover Graceland just because I just want to live in Graceland because it's so fucking cool in that house. <laughs> the house is so cool. That house is so awesome. Yeah. It, it was the very... basement is like it's just I don't know. It's so cool. Yeah. It's it, it feels like a home. It feels like I'm coming over to hang out and <laughs> it's just so cool. And that's from somebody who's not an Elvis fan. My turn. (laughs) So I did the Hotel Monte Vista in Flagstaff, Arizona. I was wondering when you were going to do this one. It's been sitting in my inbox forever. (laughs) I know because I had two ready and then we only recorded one. And then we did a theme and then we did something else. And (laughs) and now it's time. (laughs) And then something else. Okay, good. Tell me all about the Hotel Monte Vista because I've been so curious about this one. (laughs) Okay, so some history of this place. They started a fundraiser to get this building under construction, and that started in April of 1926. And within a month, investments from prominent citizens and funds donated by the novelist Zane Gray totaled approximately $200,000. And the ground was broken June 8th. The hotel opened New Year's Day, 1927. It was originally named the Community Hotel in honor of the townspeople who contributed to its existence. 
The name Monte Vista, meaning mountain view, was chosen by a 12-year-old contest winner. So they held a contest to name the hotel. (laughs) Cute. In 1929, Mary Costigan, the second woman in the world to be granted a radio broadcasting license, moved KFXY, her 25-watt station, previously housed backstage at the Majestic Opera House, to the Monte Vista Hotel. More than 400 residents showed up for her maiden broadcast, kicking off her 100-watt show airing three hours a day. So once she moved to the Monte Vista, her antenna power increased to 100 watts instead of 25, so she could get mm, a bigger range of audiences. Yeah. yeah. The cocktail lounge opened during the Prohibition era under the guise of a newspaper publishing house. Oh, nice. <laughs> Rumor has it that during this time, there was a major bootlegging operation and speakeasy in the space. Local officers put an end to it in 1931. It was forced to shut down only to reopen two years later when Prohibition ended in 1933. That's right. Suck it, the man. (laughs) In the early 1940s, two prostitutes were brought to room 306, and during their visit, they were killed and thrown from their third floor window (gasps) to the street below. Oh my god, that's awful. Yes. The Monte Vista continued to be the longest publicly held commercial property in Arizona until it was sold to a private investor in the early 1960s. It continues to be one of the oldest hotels in Flagstaff and is listed on the U.S. Register of Historic Places. In 1970, three men robbed a nearby bank. During the robbery, a bank guard shot one of the men. Despite the injury, they decided to celebrate by stopping in the lounge to have a drink. The wounded man ended up bleeding to death while enjoying his last beer. Oh, like, what a way to go, though. <laughs> Going out doing what he loved, drinking beer. After robbing a bank. After robbing a bank. Post-robbery <laughs> drinks. In the early 1980s, Room 220 played host to an eccentric long-term boarder who was known to hang raw meat from the chandelier. Ew. Yes, he is referred to as the meat man. Remember when Lady Gaga showed up at some award show in a meat dress? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The meat man. (laughs) Sometime later, he died in his room and his body was not discovered for several days. Oh. Yummy. Wait, did he have meat in there with him too? I don't know. Maybe. they. I mean, like, <laughs> the smell, like, everybody would have just assumed that it was, like, his meat stores, right? When he's <laughs> oh, decomposing. Gosh. Yeah. It just oh. smells like rotting meat. Oh. Like, play that game. Dead body or rotting meat that's been left out too long. Oh. Nice. I mean, they both got maggots, right? (laughs) I'm going to stop now. Please, that would be great. (laughs) Uh, Many celebrities have stayed here over the years, and many of the rooms are named after them. Like John Wayne. Remember that for later. Oh, okay. (laughs) Spencer Tracy, Humphrey Bogart, Clark Gable, Anthony Hopkins, Esther Williams, Barbara Stanwyck, Bob Hope, Debbie Reynolds, Bing Crosby, Michael J. Fox, John Bon Jovi, and Harry Truman. Wow. Yeah. That's a list. And uh, there's probably more, but those were the names I compiled from my research. 
So that's all for the history I have, so we can move on to the hauntings. I'm starting from the ground, or should I say below ground, and going up. So we're going to start in the basement. Okay. Reported primarily by maintenance and laundry personnel is the sound of an infant crying. And it is heard over and over again, so it's not just one time or here and there. It's like repeatedly. And staff, I mean, don't book people with infants by the laundry room then. Don't think there's any rooms in the basement. I, I know, <laughs> I know. Being silly. <laughs> Staff have even run out of the basement to get away from the sounds. Like, ah. it's that disturbing. What, did you never run away from your crying infants? Where would I go? I don't know. <laughs> After Outside. a while, they became mobile. <laughs> away. Yeah, but they'll just push them down. They're fine. <laughs> they don't have that far to go. It's totally fine. And they bounce. So. All that cushioning in their diaper. Yeah, exactly. And if it's a dirty diaper, it's even more cushioning for them. Ew, so, I mean, gosh. really, there's no losing for you here. We do not advocate abusing your children. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Okay, that's bad. Because I'm funny. <laughs> Despite the internet telling me I'm not, I am. Do you know how I know I'm funny? <laughs> I laugh at myself all the time. That's how I know that I'm funny. Hmm. Proof. <laughs> so just a crying baby in the basement. No, nothing else to see here. On the first floor, that's where the cocktail lounge is. That's where we're heading next. I would like to go to a cocktail lounge, please. Yes, take me there. On several occasions, lounge staff and patrons have witnessed a transparent couple. They are seen in formal dress, laughing, smiling, and dancing. Aw, I love that, though. <laughs> We should all be so lucky to get to spend our afterlife with our person. Yeah. And drink and or drink, dance and laugh and drinking would be good too, but I, I don't think you really need to drink as a ghost. But um, <laughs> Yeah, having a good old time. Oh, my heart melted. Both patrons and staff have reported being greeted by a disembodied voice saying good morning or hello. There have also been reports of bar stools and drinks that seem to move on their own. And this is, oh. <laughs> that's believed to be the bank robber sitting at the bar, having his last beer. Bleeding out. Does a puddle of blood appear underneath the bar stool that moves? Um, not mentioned, so I would think not, but. I don't, like, I'm just picturing this guy, like, sitting at a bar drinking and actively bleeding out, like, <laughs> onto the floor. Like, there had to have been, like, it had to have been everywhere. I know, like. Unless he was wearing a big coat that was, like, soaking it up or something. I like don't know. Like, if they, like, if they shoved, like, extra, like, an extra shirt or something over it. Yeah. And then, like, wrapped it and he, he thought he'd be good for a few hours to go. Not to mention alcohol is a blood thinner. <laughs> well, so that's probably why he died. <laughs> you bleed. That's why you're not supposed to drink when you go to get a tattoo because you bleed more. Yeah. Which I can attest to. So he maybe should have gone for some stitches first. Maybe. But, I mean, or is that just instant karma? You robbed a bank and now you died. I guess. <laughs> guess you won't be putting that money towards medical bills. Funeral expenses. <laughs> robbed a bank to pay for funeral expenses. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. But I'm laughing. I mean, <sighs> we're awful people, so. Yeah. And, again, Definitely. you're laughing because I'm funny. I mean, <laughs> I laugh at my own jokes all the time. It's fine. You can laugh as much as you want. 
Okay, next we're going to the elevator. That's how we get to the other floors in this hotel. That's usually how I get between floors as well, except in my house where I take the stairs because I don't have an elevator. <laughs> but in this elevator, guests often hear a faint voice asking, which floor? Did there used to be an elevator man? I would, yeah, I think so. In the 20s, there would be an elevator Yeah, man. there had to have been, right? Yeah. An operator. And staff have witnessed a phantom hand closing the elevator gate, even a reflection in the mirror upon exiting of a man standing behind them inside the elevator. So I'm assuming oh, no. there's like mirrors opposite the elevator. Oh, 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 I just got chills. I just got chills so fucking bad. Oh my god, no! That's like my most hate. I hate that trope in movies, man, to get that cheap jump scare. We've talked about that before with the. Yeah. The medicine cabinet method where you mm-hmm. close the, someone's that no fucking mirrors, man. I hate mirrors. <laughs> I also hate elevators, incidentally. So this is just a bad. I won't be investigating here, not in the <laughs> elevator anyway. Oh, you can just go up to the second floor, where we. Oh, are good. I can. Next. I can. You can take all the equipment in the elevator, and then I'll just meet you up there. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, we first go to room two ten. Many guests have been awakened in the night by a phantom bellboy who knocks on the door with a statement that room service has arrived. When guests open the door, they see nothing but an empty hallway, not even a glimpse of someone escaping down the long corridor. Some guests have seen the figure of a bellboy standing outside the room. So I'm assuming it's people that are in different rooms. They see the bellboy standing outside this room. John Wayne was the first to report an experience with this ghost during a few of his stays. Mr. Wayne reported that the ghost seemed friendly and that he did not feel threatened by its presence. I know who John Wayne is, but I just realized that all of the, what, two or three times that you've mentioned him, I've been thinking of John Wayne Gacy, who's not the same person (laughs) at all by any means. Uh Uh-uh. He was named for John Wayne. Oh, that's sad. His mom was like a huge fan of John ah. Wayne. Um, but th- definitely not even close. No. To the <laughs> to John Wayne. Actual John Wayne. So you mean John Wayne the the actor? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not the not the serial killer. No. <laughs> Just so we're all clear on that, because I might not have been the only one to make that mistake. (laughs) I probably was, though. Uh, Housekeepers report seeing a young male in an old-fashioned red coat with brass buttons walking up and down this hallway on the second floor. The hotel also avoids putting guests with pets in this room because dogs go crazy with fear and tear up the room. I wonder how cats would react. I don't know, but I guess it's a pet-friendly hotel because this is not the last mention of dogs in my uh, reports here. Do you know what I discovered in attempting to plan a trip (laughs) a couple months ago? That didn't happen because pandemic. Um, It's hard to find pet-friendly hotels? No, a lot of hotels claim to be pet-friendly and we'll only say pet friendly, but when you tell them you have cats, they decide that, oh, no, we only accept dogs. Well, oh. you didn't say dog friendly. You said pet friendly. So really, I could show up with my 12-foot python, and that's my pet. 
yeah, so you should like, let me in. I, I could bring my pet rats or, you know. I'm going to bring my flea circus. <laughs> my flea circus. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parrot. My talking parrot that likes to my sing parrot. at 12 yep, exactly. midnight. <laughs> the one that I train to yell, fuck off, motherfucker, every time somebody knocks on the door. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Um, I don't have one of those. I'm kidding. Those things live a really long time. That has nothing to do with anything. It just was a factoid that fell out of my mouth when I um, forgot what I was doing. Um, a lot of them will say, like, pet friendly, but they really only mean dogs. But um, still many more will say pet friendly, and they do include cats, which I was pleasantly surprised to find out. Well, so that's nice. Our friend Patrick from the Sealback Hotel, I've been going back and forth with him he's been sending me like pictures and stuff that he's been catching at night in that hotel and so with henry and the diabetes like he's really like he needs injections twice a day um and he needs to be monitored so like i feel really uncomfortable leaving him with somebody he doesn't know because if he fights me like he's gonna fight somebody else so much more like so Mm -hmm. much worse so like you know if i go anywhere they've got to come so Anyways, long-winded story short, um, the the Hilton Sealback Hotel in Louisville accepts cats. Oh. Which I was thrilled to find out. I was like, yes, they're coming with me. (laughs) I'm going to bring them to Waverly. I'm kidding. I'm not going to bring them into Waverly. That's awful. I'm going to do that to them. But they're going to stay in the haunted hotel with me, though. (laughs) (laughs) Those poor things. Anyways, I'm sorry. Dogs. Yes. Dogs go crazy. Yes. yes. They yes, they are not allowed in room 210. The rest of the rooms are fine. <laughs> um, there's also reports of a woman who wanders the halls outside this room. And then we go back to room 220, known as the Meat Man's room. Do you know the Meat Man? <laughs> the Meat Man? The Meat, the meat man. man. Well, she's married to the Meat Man. The Meat Man? The Meat Man! <laughs> who lives in room 220 yes i don't think he was married i would hope not that poor woman listen he married his cousin is the muffin man and he married his wife oh he married oh, mrs okay. muffin <laughs> and they meet meat muffins together <laughs> i swear <laughs> to odin you guys i am 100 percent sober right now <laughs> this is all just me welcome (laughs) enjoy not long after the meat man's death a maintenance worker was making repairs and needed a new fixture for the room so he left the room turned off all the lights locked the door you know made sure it was all secure and he came back a few minutes later not long at all he found all the lights on the television was blaring at full volume And the linens from the bed had been ripped up and scattered around the room. (gasps) All of that is rude. That's all inappropriate behavior. Well, I'm thinking, like, he didn't want the guy changing his room and updating it and fixing things. Like, don't touch my stuff! Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) But it's still rude. Like, you don't live here anymore, rotting meat man. So it's our time now. It's not your time is over. Guests in this room often complain of hearing coughing and other noises from the otherwise empty room. It is common for the television to act up, as well as reports of cold male hands touching guests in their sleep. 
No. Yeah, I don't like that. That's super inappropriate. That's how you get kicked in the nuts. I will make sure that you never have ghost children. (laughs) I'm sure my foot would go right through, but, you know, the the sentiment is there. I think you shoot them with rock salt in the nuts. Fuck yeah, I would. And now we can move on to the third floor. So first we have room 306. Many guests have reported being unnerved by the feeling that someone was watching them. Numerous guests report being awakened in the middle of the night and unable to return to sleep because, again, they're feeling watched. Mm -mm. And the majority of the time, male guests report the feeling of having hands placed over their mouth and throat and awaken unable to breathe. So, uh, they don't like guys in this room, 306. Or someone was kinky. Wait, was that the room with the prostitutes? Yes. Room 306 was where the prostitutes were thrown out the window. There you go. Because my first thought was like, hmm, that's some kinky shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How about, that's some revenge right there. Um, or, I mean, let's speculate about their deaths for a minute. Um, or let's not. I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was it because, was it straight up murder? Was it some lunatic who was just like, I want to kill women because I hate vaginas? Um, or was it like, like a proposition gone wrong where like maybe they didn't want to pay. So the girl, they, like the women tried to like kill them first and then it was self-defense or hmm. It was all a setup, and it was going to be a robbery from, like, the first, you know, like, I like I don't know. We could go a million <laughs> different ways with this. So many different things could have happened. But really, it was probably just, you know. I'm done with I you. I hate women, go and away. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> and our last stop on the third floor is room 305. This is considered the most active room in the hotel. Numerous reports of seeing a woman in the rocking chair near the window. Mm-mm. 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 It's like the creepiest trope ever. <laughs> Guests in housekeeping have reported seeing the chair move by itself. No. And, and knocking coming from inside the closet. If the chair is moved away from the window, it always gets put back sitting in front of the window the next time someone enters the room. And they think this is an elderly lady that used to be a long-term renter from in this room. And that's what she would do. She would sit mm. at the window, and she'd look out mm-hmm. and you know, pass her time doing that. She wants to people watch, man. Don't take her view away from her. So that's all for the hotel. And we have a few personal accounts to go over. Some of these were from TripAdvisor. Or they might, they might all be from TripAdvisor. I didn't know anywhere else I got them from. So our first personal account is from Xena. And it starts with... Want paranormal experience? (laughs) Three question marks? (laughs) That's a promising headline. (laughs) It was approximately 7.05 a.m. on December 28th, 2009, when the event happened. Too early. I had just begun to finally sleep when I felt really cold, shivery, and felt like I had goosebumps all over. Beginning with my feet, the feeling got worse until it felt like I was being pressed down and not able to move. The sensation traveled to my upper body and it prevented me from taking deep breaths. I tried saying something and couldn't. I began to panic and tried 
with everything I had to scream. Though I couldn't get enough air into my lungs to scream, all I could muster was some faint, breathy groans. It was terrifying. While I was screaming, my lower jaw was being manipulated and was moving side to side pretty fast. Mm. I tried to duplicate the intensity when I woke up and could not move it as fast as it was moving. I let out about five to seven of these sounds until whatever it was released its hold and I sat up. The hotel lobby desk clerk asked how the evening was and I told her some of the happenings. She gave me a printout of some other guest accounts of happenings and pointed to one in particular which was very similar to mine. So I guess that happens... uh, Because the entire time I'm like, sleep paralysis. I just sleep paralysis. Just sleep paralysis, I say. But there's nothing just about it. But it, like, until she said the thing with her jaw. And then I was yeah. like, okay, well, that, that sounds, that's weird. I was going to leave this one out until I got to that part. I was like, I was reading and I was like, it's not important. And then she talked about her jaw being like. Because I'm picturing Whoa. like, it, like I'm trying to do it like as you were reading it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but. If I grab my jaw and move it. Yeah. Like, it sounds like somebody was, like, lying on her and, like, grabbed her jaw and was, like, shaking it back and forth. Mm-hmm. Then V says, We love going to our favorite haunted hotel. And, yes, I have experienced some kind of a supernatural event. However, it was only in my last visit after years of no such encounters. I felt a light squeezing of my throat during my sleep that woke me. Mm. This, however, did prove to me that at least this ghost was extremely weak why because it didn't choke her to unconsciousness i guess i don't want anyone squeezing me in any place while i'm maybe she's maybe that maybe she's into that and she's like my boyfriend chokes me harder like this is nothing (laughs) i mean i don't i i I don't, yeah, like feeling anything on my throat when I'm trying to sleep. I, I feel like that wouldn't have been my, re- you pussy, barely squeeze my throat. Like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> I mean, that's a unique reaction for sure. Yeah. And then I have someone from, uh, someone named Anne. Uh, I think she used to work at the hotel. The way it's, it's her account is stated, it sounds like she was frequently in the rooms. So I think she used mm-hmm. to work there. Uh, As for ghosts, the only experience I have ever had was light bulbs in one of the rooms always being unscrewed, even if I had only been out of the room a few minutes. I'm curious about which light fixture that was, because she said it was only one, so it's the same light fixture, right? I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if it was maybe, like, something with the socket. Maybe. Like, or maybe, like, the wrong bulb was in there, so it doesn't really seat correctly. Could be. If only you could, like, question these people, but some of these posts are from years ago. I know. (laughs) It's funny. Like, I always, I have to remind myself, like, we're not here to debunk. We're here to talk about the possibilities. We're not here to shoot everything down. But, like, my skeptic brain is, like, (laughs) and you know I'm not a skeptic, obviously, but, like, I have that skeptic brain that's immediately questioning everything. And it's not because I want to shoot it down. It's because I'm just, like, I want to make sure that it's, like, I don't know, real. Yeah. Are like, well, are we sure that that's what happened? And then Y says, we stayed in room 305, the rocking chair room. We made sure the rocking, rocking chair. We made sure the rocking chair was directly facing the bed before we went out to dinner. 
We came back an hour and a half later to find the rocking chair facing the window. I guess I turned white and almost didn't want to continue our stay. We also had weird orbs in our pictures in the room. So now we have an account from Allie. She had a really super long review of everything that she loved about this place and didn't like. <laughs> and so I just took the paranormal stuff, which was right at the end. So I have dot, dot, dot. Anyway, finally, <laughs> finally, in the early hours, we both fell asleep and then I woke and wondered what my friend was doing standing in between the TV stand and the window. I was half asleep uh -uh. and rolled over to get a better view of what she was doing, only to find my friend fast asleep next to me. The oh woman my god, it's like... Oh, oh no! I'm sorry, finish. The woman standing at the window had vanished. I was so frightened this ruined any chance I had of further sleep, even without the continuous trains. So, yeah, that's one thing she was complaining about earlier in the review was that there's a train track nearby and you, they go oh. by all night. Oh, no, like in My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Does that train always come through at 5 a.m.? Oh, no, sir. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, normally it comes through at 4. <laughs> uh, my Cousin Vinny. Do you know why I freaked out in the middle of that? Um, because of the guy in your room? When it sounds teenagers? exactly like that story, yeah. Which, on the one hand, makes me feel a little bit better that somebody had almost an exact same story. Like, I feel a little bit validated. But it freaks me out, man. That's almost the exact same story. Yeah. <laughs> Except it was a guy and it was my bedroom. And this was a woman and they were in a hotel. I don't... Oh, my God. That just really freaked me out, though. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm really, I'm kind of shaking a little bit. Oh. <laughs> anyway, next. Okay, so T says, the, the title of their review is, Yes, it blank is blank haunted. They, they had the blanks there themselves. Yes, it <laughs> fucking is fucking haunted. I fixed it. Stayed here in mid-August 2011 was an experience. Stayed in the Gary Cooper room. Picture two middle-aged best gal pals and one 10-year-old boy fighting over who does get to be in the middle of one huge bed. We elected to take the scaredy cat path and not take advantage of the sleeper sofa. Events included hearing footsteps coming toward us in the hallway and no one was there. My bag got mysteriously zipped back up after I had just left it unzipped. I saw orbs of light hovering and then zoom out one of the windows at about 3.30 in the morning. Oh. I would be interested in learning for sure which window and at what time the lady of the evening got pushed out one of the windows long ago. I understand that this was the second most haunted room they have. Hotel is something you can easily imagine many movie stars from back in the day staying at. Rooms are all named after them too. $140 for one most unique experience I have had in a long time. If you are adventurous, go for it. Well, sold me. <laughs> and uh, that's it for Hotel Monte Vista. I feel like, so I want to go, and I feel like that's the kind of hotel, though, that you don't stay there. You investigate there, but then you go and sleep in a different building somewhere else. <laughs> that's the impression that I'm getting. I think that one that one really freaked me out, man. 
<laughs> I think that was the rocking chair room. The old lady um, by the window. That makes sense. I mean, I've experienced some things, and I feel like I've handled most of it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this one's resonating with me, like, so. I think because it's so similar. Maybe. I mean, but I only covered four rooms. There's way more than four rooms in the hotel. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to sleep there. I, and that's not normally my... I'm usually fine to sleep where I investigate, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's a hotel where maybe I'd get a, a, a real hotel, like, down the road or something. <laughs> <laughs> A real hotel. <laughs> I mean, like, to sleep in. I know. Your hotel's not real. I'm not staying I kn- there. I know. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not staying in a fake hotel. No, yeah, not to imply that it's not a real hotel. Um, I just, I don't think, I don't think, I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I guess it depends. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would just stay there to investigate a couple of nights, but I don't think I would sleep. And then I would have to check out of that hotel and go somewhere else to sleep for like a day (laughs) or i just sleep during the day yeah because nothing's scary during the day right nothing scary happens in daylight hours well if you're in the meat man's room maybe that was that was yeah that was sarcasm (laughs) that wasn't serious at all i've seen plenty of things happen in the middle of the day so like paranormal things so safe at daylight is not necessarily um a thing yeah too bad Anyway, so thanks for tuning in, you guys. That was episode 55. Um, You know what we haven't done in a while is to remind everybody, if they haven't yet, to jump onto that social media and follow us. We're on Instagram and Twitter um, at MyFaveHaunting, F-A-V Haunting. And then Facebook, just search up My Favorite Haunting. And then we have a Facebook group as well, My Favorite Haunted Group, the home of the paranormies. Mm-hmm. Um some some fun stuff happens in there sometimes and it's free to join just go and click join group and then you've joined that's absolutely all you have to do i don't even (laughs) want your social security number and your date of birth or your mother's maiden name so look at that (laughs) and then sometimes we post stuff well sometimes i post stuff when i remember to so you know do that it's fun um but we don't give refunds so i won't be taking complaints um and uh (laughs) <laughs> I, whatever you can send me complaints i don't i don't care maybe i'll maybe i'll fix stuff maybe i won't <laughs> it's a fun game to play i guess that's it so okay. thanks for potting with us until next time bye same pod time same pod channel i feel like stop. i should give bonus points to anybody who uh knows what that's from (laughs) do you know what that's from oh i used to what was that an old show from the 60s i don't know it was based on a comic book one of the first comic books You know how I'm funny? Because I laugh at myself all the time. (laughs) Actually, no. I said that wrong. You know how... Wait. Did I say... Did I say you know how I'm funny or you know how I know I'm funny?
<laughs> you know how I'm funny. Oh, that one was good. That was a really good one. <laughs> meat muffins. I mean, I've technically had a meat mu- Well, no, it was a cupcake. But it had bacon in it. Hmm. It was a maple bacon cupcake. And if you think about it, a muffin is basically just a cupcake with no frosting. So I guess I've technically had a meat muffin. And you know what? It was really good. <laughs> I was thinking more like meatloaf put into like muffin tins and baked ew i legit was thinking of like meat filled muffins oh. remember remember crumbs remember crumbs bakery we got those those giant cupcakes with the filling inside yeah i was thinking like that except instead of like delicious sugary filling it it was meat Like just, just chug, like one's got brisket. Oh, just stuffed inside. Another one's got a meatball. <laughs> One just has like a stack of pepperonis, pepperoni slices. Hey, hey. I mean, you know, a corn, a corn, a corn muffin with a meatball. That that might work. Well, yeah. I mean, corn dogs, right? <laughs> that's like a meat. That's like a meat stick. But I mean, yeah. That's essentially a corn dog. As cornbread, bread it on the, you deep fry it. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is fun. <laughs> Follow us for more <laughs> bakery pro tips. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this got way off track. We took a turn. Let's get back. Let's, yes. let's get okay. back on the main route from this detour. 